Hello and welcome to this episode of the Beans and Barbells podcast. I am your host, Robert Beanie, and today on this episode, we're going to be talking about some nutritional myths. Some of these myths have been around for quite a while. Some of them might be new to you, but generally they are myths that have been sort of floating around like a unwanted turd in a swimming pool, you know, as opposed to a turd that is wanted in a swimming pool. Anyway, I digress. They are ideas that are either unhelpful or even possibly particularly harmful. Things that don't actually make a difference to our progress, whether our goal is general health or if it's something more specific like fat loss or muscle gain. Whatever the reason, it's important to know which of these are myths because, let's face it, there is already so much conflicting information out there that the last thing that we need is more information muddying the waters. Especially if that information actually makes things harder than they need to be. And the other thing about these myths is that they can often distract us from the key things that will actually take us in the direction that we want. So instead of putting our energy and focus into the basics or the essentials, we end up putting too much energy into things that at most might provide us with 0.1% of a benefit or just nothing at all. So the idea of today's episode is to clarify that these are things that you shouldn't be focusing on, you shouldn't be wasting your time or energy on, and hopefully what that will do is enable you to put more of your focus into the things that really matter. Now, due to the fact that there are so many myths floating around, I'm going to focus this episode specifically on timing-based myths. So things like meal timing, frequency, things of that nature. I do hope to do a part two at some point, and maybe even a part three, depending on how many I get through. But for the sake of keeping these episodes nice and short, I'm just going to focus on these ones today. So to kick things off today, I'm going to start with the myth that you should eat every two to three hours and you should eat small frequent meals. Now there are a couple of origins to this myth. The first one is through the bodybuilding crowd because when you first start out you're told that your body can only absorb a certain amount of protein in one sitting which is actually one of the other myths that I want to go into but that's for another time. And so therefore in order to absorb all of the protein that you need to eat for your body weight, you need to do that every two to three hours. And you're also told that if you don't, then your body will start eating away at your hard-earned muscle. Now, I say you're told this is information that was quite prevalent at the time when I first started. I'd like to think that we've sort of moved away from this now, but I do know that it definitely lingers in the bodybuilding circles And again, this is completely untrue. At the risk of spoiling a possible future episode, you can absorb as much protein as you give your body. You don't have to do it in small servings. The other reason for this myth existing is that people believed that if you ate every two to three hours, it would sort of stoke your metabolic fire, almost like shoveling coal onto a fire to kind of keep it burning problem is your body's not a fire and the way your body works is that 
your metabolism actually increases more when you eat a bigger meal. And this is beside the fact that your metabolism is an incredibly complex system. So by reducing it to this idea of simply putting food in to sort of fuel your body up is overly reductionist. Yes, by eating every two to three hours, your metabolism will rise a bit and that will do so more often. However, if you eat less meals, but those meals are bigger, then your metabolism will rise higher. And so by the end of the day, the net result is basically the same. Plus the fact that most people who are focused on their metabolism are probably doing so because they think that there's some key or some secret to manipulating it in order to achieve faster or better fat loss results. And we now know that through research, it doesn't matter. What matters at the end of the day is your calorie deficit. Trying to manipulate your metabolism in any way is a bit of a fool's errand because people will put so much effort into it and yet it makes no difference at the end of the day. In fact, they've done research to show that when you put two different groups on the same deficit, but have one group eating three meals a day, and then the other group eating more frequent but smaller meals a day, there is absolutely no difference in fat loss. In fact, I'm pretty sure there were some advantages to the three meals a day group in terms of how satisfied they felt with their meals, and so therefore their ability to stick to the deficit for longer but I would have to double check on that. <laughs> so, on to the second myth. And that is, if you eat after 6pm or 7pm or 8pm, all of that food will simply be stored as fat. Now, I think this myth tends to originate from the fact that some people swear by the fact that when they stop eating after a certain time in the evening, then they lose body fat or they find it easier to maintain a certain body fat level however that's simply because by stopping yourself from eating you're automatically going to eat less because you're less likely or not at all likely to end up snacking it is quite simply that by giving yourself that cutoff by giving yourself that really easy to follow rule then you're less likely to eat more calories there is nothing inherently magical about stopping eating in the evening. If you eat in the evening or drink, your body will still digest that food. And this is because your body never really switches off. And this is interesting because I think we tend to think of sleep as being this almost passive process or like this switch off, like we shut our, body our bodies down. But actually, our bodies are still going through processes when we sleep. Sleeping is actually a very active process um, and it is really interesting, but again, that's for another time. When you are asleep, you are still digesting food. Your body is still processing that food. It doesn't just switch off and do nothing with it. And in fact, the more that you think about this myth, the less sense it makes because even if that was the case, even if you were to go to sleep, and your body was to switch off completely, well then how would it store that food as body fat? Surely you would just 
wake up in the morning with a full stomach and then your body will switch on again and start digesting it. So that's another way to think about it if, if it helps you make sense of it. So yeah, for some people, giving themselves a cutoff of 6pm or 7pm is super easy to follow and means that they don't end up snacking at night. And nighttime or late in the evening is generally where most of the mindless snacking happens because we're tired and bored, so we reach for snacks to kind of quell that boredom. So if it's a rule that helps you in that aspect, then it can be genuinely useful, but there is nothing magic about it. Your body doesn't have a clock on it. Time is a social construct and all. So it doesn't detect when it's 6pm and then goes, right, nope. I'm going to store this as body fat. And finally, and one of my favorite ones, is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Now, I'm not going to go into the origins of this myth, but if you are interested, then a quick YouTube search will yield some interesting results to do with cereal companies. But what I will say is that it is absolutely fine to go without breakfast. And I know that some people feel a bit nervous about that and here are a couple of things that will hopefully quell that or help you sort of feel a bit more relaxed about that possibility. If you are worried about energy, you already have a lot of stored energy on you in the form of body fat. You also have any food that you ate the previous evening, so that will still be digesting and any energy gained from that will still be in your body. Because I think a lot of people feel like you put the food into your mouth, it digests, and then that creates that immediate energy. And once that's run out, then you won't have any more. But your body stores energy. As I mentioned before, one of the sites of this is in body fat, but the other source is in your muscles. So you don't need to be continuously feeding yourself in order to get through the day. Coming back to this, sort of stoking the fire metaphor that I mentioned before was incorrect. It's not like if you stop feeding yourself, you're going to quickly run out of energy or die down. If that were the case, we would have died a long time ago. And a lot of people report that when they do skip breakfast, and when they get used to skipping breakfast, they actually have more energy, and they feel more focused. And I think the thinking behind this is that because your body isn't busy digesting food, then more of its energy can go towards other things. Not only that, but for some people who have busy lives, trying to fit in breakfast is actually a bit of a stress. You know, it means up getting a bit earlier, or it means having to grab something on the go that might not be that great in terms of quality. So by knowing that you can go for a period of time without it, and knowing that you can just wait until your next meal and give it the stuff that it needs then, I think it's incredibly freeing. Because let's face it, in the morning, if you are in a rush and you feel like you need to have breakfast, a lot of people, especially at that time in the morning, aren't going to reach for the most healthy of options. You know, they think that grabbing that croissant is better than nothing when actually they could have very much done without it and just waited until they had the ability to put together a decent meal. Not only that, but skipping breakfast can often free up a lot of time. So it might enable you to get more sleep because you don't have to wake up early in order to make breakfast. 
And if you are someone who often grabs breakfast on the go because you feel like you have to and because you're super busy, then let's face it, not having to buy breakfast can probably end up saving you a lot of money. The other advantage that this can provide is that similar to the myth earlier about giving yourself that cutoff time after six or seven o'clock in the evening, this can also mean that you automatically eat less or you can shift those calories to your lunch and dinner or later on in the day if your goal is fat loss. This means that you end up eating bigger and more satisfying meals, which can make that process a lot more bearable. Now, I'm aware that I'm probably beginning to sound very biased in terms of skipping breakfast. And I am, to some degree. I'll admit that. I am a fan of things like intermittent fasting, which is, you know, essentially just skipping breakfast. It's a fancy term for skipping breakfast. Because for me personally, not only does it provide me with a very useful tool when I'm doing something specific like trying to get leaner, but also just the knowledge that I don't have to eat if I don't want to. And that's the other important thing. I know a lot of people that when I've spoken to them actually don't really like having breakfast in the morning. And I know that some people will find that absolutely shocking and appalling, but it's true. There are plenty of people who would just rather get up and get on with their day, but they feel this need or this pressure or this stress to eat something in the morning. So they end up forcing something down themselves. So when you tell them that they don't actually have to do that, sometimes it can be a massive relief. And I'm not saying that everyone should skip breakfast. It's just important to note that that's an option. And I think that by knowing that nothing bad is going to happen, it can be really freeing for some people. But I also know a lot of people who swear by the fact that if they don't eat breakfast, then they feel moody and they lack energy. And that's absolutely fine too. Again, it's all about having options. Right, I'm going to wrap this up here. I hope you found this really useful. Let me know if there are any other myths that you would like covered in the future and I'll get on another episode. If you have enjoyed this, or if you found it useful, if there's anything that you've taken from it, please give it a share, give it a like, now that Spotify has the, the rating feature, or even throw me a message. It's nice to know that people are listening. And if you wish to find me on Instagram, if you don't have me on there already, my username is rob.fta. Until next time, take care.